Thank you. Yes, um, I um, I'm, I just have to adjust a bit. Obviously, it moved. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly what time of year Jesus was born. But I'm really pleased that the church decided to celebrate his birth uh, at this time of year. It's a difficult time for many people. And throughout the autumn, uh, the, uh, the nights have been growing longer and colder. And midwinter, uh, mid the change takes place and the days begin to lengthen and start moving back to spring. That's how we get the, uh, the name Lent for the time in the next period after Christmas and Epiphany. We get the lengthening days, which uh, gives us the word Lent. The promise of um, uh, the coming Saviour was not uh, fulfilled in auspicious circumstances. Uh, as uh, Joseph and Mary travelled uh, to Bethlehem, uh, they travelled through a deeply divided country. The people were ruled over harshly by King Herod, the uh, king appointed by the Romans, and the ordinary people were despised by the religious leaders. They were not uh, counted because they couldn't keep the rules in the strict way that uh, they, the leaders insisted on. They were scorned by uh, the revolutionaries who uh, wanted to overthrow the Romans, and they were exploited by corrupt uh, taxmen. So it was not a happy situation. And many people were longing for their savior who God had promised to send. But there were many different expectations of what it would be like. John's gospel tells us that um, Jesus came to his own people, the Jewish people, and they did not receive him. On the whole, uh, the people did not recognize Jesus, but there were some people who, uh, who did receive him. And uh, God gave them the right to become the children of God. To a casual uh, observer, that uh, the birth of Jesus, uh, there was nothing remarkable about it. From our perspective in the 21st century, with most births taking place in uh, modern high-tech hospitals, it seems extraordinary. But for many of my friends in South America, uh, the births, uh, their births would have been very similar uh, to that of Jesus in a stable, just very uh, uh, similar kind of conditions. If the angels had not spoken to the shepherds, hardly anyone uh, but Jesus' parents and the innkeeper would have noticed anything about the birth of Jesus in the stable. But the reality is that there was nothing since the creation of the world that was more significant than this. This was a turning point in the history of mankind. The history of the Old Testament people of God from down from Abraham uh, was a history of their failure to be loyal to the covenant that they had made with God. But within the people of Israel, there were always a faithful few, and the, the Old Testament calls them a remnant. Sometimes it's like um, it's likened to a, a bone or a leg of lamb that's snatched out of the mouth of wolves. 
or it's uh, it's like a, a garment that's on fire, fallen in the fire and being snatched out of the fire and made and saved. It's a remnant. It's a bit that's left over from the mass. And uh, within the people of God, there were always a faithful few. Um, Elijah complained to God, I'm the only one left. When he really felt uh, that he was standing alone against evil. And God said to him, yes, but there are 7,000 others who have not bowed, bowed the knee, knee to Baal. And um, this is, uh, uh, again, another example of the remnant, a faithful remnant who, who have been faithful to God. Mary was one of the faithful remnant. She believed the angel Gabriel when he came to tell her uh, that she would be the mother of the Messiah. Joseph, too, showed that he was part of the faithful remnant. When he believed that the angel, uh, when the angel message that was sent to him in a dream, in obedience to God, Joseph took Mary to be his wife, but he did not have sexual relationships with her until her son was born. And this despised group of shepherds out in the hills, they were part of the faithful remnant. When God, uh, when, uh, God sent the angels to them, they believed the message and the, and the, of the angels. And more than just believing it, they went to see if it was true. They went to check it out. They were touched by wonder and joy as they returned back to their sheep. It was to this faithful remnant that the Lord God chose to reveal himself and to involve in his plans. He couldn't use King Herod. Herod was only interested in staying king at, at any cost to everybody else. He couldn't uh, use the priests to do it. They were committed to maintaining the status quo of a religion that was not helping people to meet with God. He couldn't use the Pharisees. Uh, he couldn't tell them about it. They had begun well as a kind of a back to the Bible group, but they got stuck under legalism and spiritual pride. A show of religion and virtue, but lacking the reality of love for God and love for their neighbor. And certainly God could not use the revolutionaries the zealot who wanted to uh, uh, hate the Romans and wanted to drive them from the land. The Lord our God could not bring in his kingdom, the kingdom of God, a kingdom based on self-giving love, using the means of hatred and violence and military victory. That was not what God was wanting to do. So as the shepherds sat around their campfire, out in the open. They were, were not expecting anything special that night. They were just chatting as they normally chatted about the sheep, about their wives, about their uh, everyday concerns, uh, picking their teeth by the fire after their evening meal. And if anything was important was going to happen in Palestine, as the Romans called it at that time, they would be the last to hear about it. 
they did know that the Lord God had promised to send a saviour. And many Jews were longing for God to act. Sometimes those shepherds might even have remembered that a thousand years before, King David had been a shepherd out on those hills around Bethlehem. And God had promised that one of David's descendants would come as king and establish an everlasting kingdom. Well, our God is a God who speaks. He reveals himself and he wanted to tell the world that he was about to send the saviour. He didn't tell the kings in palaces or the priests in the temple. He sent an angel to give the good news to ordinary working people going about their everyday work. What would the, what would the Lord our God, the great creator, the Holy One, have to say to ordinary people like them? It wasn't a message of judgment, despite all their failures and shortcomings. It wasn't a message of the wrath of an angry God. It was a gracious message, a message about a promise that's been fulfilled, a new beginning, a baby born, yes, born in a stable, come from heaven to be God's anointed saviour. The all-powerful God cares so much about ordinary people that he sent his own son to earth to open for us the way to life with God and to the life of the kingdom of heaven. The shepherds heard the message and went to see. And they saw that it was true and they went back to their flocks rejoicing and glorifying God in their hearts and praising him with their lips. The Lord our God still wants ordinary people like us to be filled with the joy of the good news. He wants to restore us to our true vocation to live as people made in God's image, sons and daughters of God. Our true worship is to live as trusting and obedient children of God. And just as the angel came to them, the Lord our God comes to all kinds in all kinds of different ways. And so sometimes we, we experience a narrow escape. We breathe a sigh of relief. And the idea we, we remember uh, that God is protecting us. We have an illness. We're reminded of the shortage of shortness of life by the death of a friend or a relative in hard times. And we see a newborn child. We experience love and we're stirred by beauty and creativity. And we know that there's more to life than just simple material stuff and pleasure. The Lord our God speaks to us most clearly through the scriptures. It shows us what our loving Heavenly Father is like and how we can live to please him. It's a lovely example I read recently about... Um, people of the Muslim faith in North Africa. And they're turning to God in their thousands. And many of them are coming to faith as individuals through visions of Jesus in their dreams. God is a God who speaks, still reveals himself to, to those 
he is calling into the kingdom. God does not leave himself without witness. But the important thing for us as we hear this uh, good news is not the means that the Lord our God uses to speak to us, but when he manages to get our attention, how do we respond to God's love? How do we respond? God will speak in a variety of ways, but we have our choice to respond to him. Now, there are two lovely examples at work in this, at the end of this gospel reading, which Bala read to us. The shepherds decided among themselves that the thing to do in the light of this uh, appearance of the angels was to go and see if it was true. And that was a great response. That was the, the way that God wants us to respond. We hear the gospel message and we respond by seeing, is it true? Now, there's a, a lovely opportunity for anybody wondering whether the gospel message is true, because we've got uh, uh, Johan and uh, Xiang Ling are setting up an alpha course in the new year. It's a brilliant opportunity for anybody who's got doubts or interested to just uh, reaffirm their faith or to grow in faith and to uh, meet with other Christians is to join uh, with the Alpha course. The uh, details about it are under the uh, events section of the website, so it's easy to find. Well, the shepherds checked out and they found out that it was true and they went away glorifying God and praising him for all that they'd seen and heard. But the effect of that, of those shepherds turning up, just imagine yourself into the situation of Joseph and Mary, taken shelter in a stable, having the, the birth, we don't know if anyone was there to attend to the birth, we, or whether Joseph had to be there to do it. But what an encouragement it would be to them to have those shepherds come and say, we've had a vision of angels and we've been told that your baby is really special. Gosh, that must have been a real encouragement to them in, in the loneliness because they had a secret to keep, a secret in a dark and treacherous time. They had to keep the secret of that child. They weren't allowed to go and, and tell it because the, life, the child's life was at risk. We'll be hearing more about that next week. Shall we bow our heads for a prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you know us and love us. We pray that you will help us to know you more and more how, and to know how much you love us, to see you more clearly, to love you more dearly, and to follow you more nearly day by day. Amen.